Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to the, the Pemberley, Pemberley Podcast. Yolanda, I am so excited for this episode, you don't even know. I do know, I was there. <laughs> I know. We were fortunate enough to have the lovely and talented Julia Cho, who played Charlotte on the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, join us for an interview. After reaching out, we were so excited that she responded, and we we're so glad that it all came together pretty quickly. Yeah, no exaggeration, guys. Julia is the best. Yeah. We love her. She's yes. amazing. I want to be her best friend. Julia is super awesome, and we're so lucky that she came on the show, and we're so excited to be able to share this special episode with everyone. I hope you guys have as much fun listening to this as we had talking to her. Enjoy. Julia Cho, welcome to the Pemberley Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It is really an honor to have you here at my card table. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what you were up to in life when you got the call to do the Lizzie Bennet Diaries audition? Oh, gosh. Um, it's so long ago. It's, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I, th- I think I was just acting, you know? I was kind of doing what I, 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 I do now. I've been fortunate enough to, I guess, rack up credits since then. But, yeah, mm. still, like, auditioning, going through the, the daily grind and the hustle of... of of being a working actor. And my manager had um, submitted me for this project. And it was a web series. And I was like, interesting. Um, It's an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Okay, I'm intrigued. Um, And it was just one of those, like, sure, why not? I just didn't know what it was, really. But it sounded like a fun project. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was called in, I think, specifically for the role of Charlotte. And I just had a fun time. You know, it was just kind of easy breezy. Uh, the dialogue was fun. Um, the character, I just kind of got right away. And um, cut to <laughs> <laughs> the Lizzie Bennet Diaries just kind of blowing up right. and, and still being watched and enjoyed by people on the internet today. Yeah. Were you at all a fan of the Pride and Prejudice World adaptations book when you got the call? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still have my, like, old tattered <laughs> paperback version of Pride and Prejudice that, I, you know, I've held on to, like, since childhood. And, um, you know, reading through it in high school. So, I mean, that was definitely the hook that kind of, like, drew me in to even, like, considering uh, auditioning for this web series and just knowing that it's it's a it's a classic piece of literature, and that there are people who are just are so enamored by it to this day. You know, there's something about that that there's such lasting power mm-hmm. in this in this novel. So yeah, I mean, I think a, a large part of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, the success of the show, is is rooted in just how many um, people are passionate about the source material. Yeah, and given like how much history there is and how many fans there already are from Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did you go ahead and make Charlotte your own? Or was that inherently with the, the modern day adaptation? Um, I think I, I was fortunate enough that the writing was, was so great. The, the writing and the way the Charlotte character was kind of envisioned and developed within the series. So um, it wasn't too hard for me, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> You know, I I think in the beginning, I kind of was bracing myself 
Because, you know, in the novel, when Charlotte marries Colin, she kind of disappears. So mm-hmm. I, I think there was a part of me that thought that was going to happen as well oh, okay. in the web series. So I was like, okay, well, my time is probably limited, but, you know, we'll enjoy the ride, you know, while I, while I can. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really grateful for the fact that uh, Charlotte really had this great arc within the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and really became her own person. And how they translated um, Charlotte from the novel to Charlotte to our web series, I mean, it was just really cleverly done. You know, Mm -hmm. the parallels they drew to, you know, her struggles then to what a a modern-day Charlotte would go through now and the conflicts that she would face. Right, from marriage to job search. Right, right, which totally makes sense. And I think it was very well done by, Mm -hmm. by the creative team and the writers. And and the fact that you know we got to like go and visit Charlotte, and she was still very much part of the world, mm-hmm. and um, even got to come back towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really lovely, and I'm, I'm so glad that that's how it all worked out. Yeah. Did you think that your character was going to get married too? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> because it just seemed. I I mean, I didn't think. I, I wasn't sure if Lizzie was going to get married. You know, right. I just feel like in this day and age, mm-hmm. it was just like a little. That would have been a little too like pat and dry. You know, yeah. like that's that's almost like a little too close to the novel, yeah. considering how in what in you know in the specific ways we had kind of deviated mm-hmm. from the original storyline. Um, so yeah, I yeah I wasn't sure if it was going to go there, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how things worked out for the respective characters. Yeah, no, and I feel like those deviations from the novel are kind of what kept fans on the edge of their seats, because it's sort of, you know, it's a really classic novel. Everyone, even if you haven't read it, you know how it is. You know what's going to happen. But (laughs) because they did things differently, we were all sort of like, how is it going to happen? Like, we know this is what's going to happen. You know, like, Charlotte's going to, like, split from Lizzie and go off with Collins, but how is it going to happen? Yeah, and I think that's, you know, they say that there are really only, like, five types of stories like that exists in the world right right? so it's really a matter of like how the story is being told and this is a great example of that you know for fans who who know what's going to happen or what's supposed to happen but to see how exactly this web series kind of laid things out yeah Mm -hmm. um did you do like chemistry tests with any of the people who became your co-stars for lizzie bennett um, I remember, I think it was the callback. So after the preliminary auditions where, you know, it's just you in the room mm-hmm. and the powers that be. Um, <laughs> and I remember like they put us all in like a big theater space and it was like, you know, the, the final, I guess, a Bennett sister candidates oh, and then wow. the Charlotte candidates. And yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that kind of audition yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that that's what happened. That it's, yeah. it's normally like, you know, you in a room with the powers that be. But yeah. like this was very open and you could all see each other audition. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it can be fun. I mean, it, it really depends on the individual, you know, like, mm-hmm. or it can be incredibly nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was somewhere in the middle only because I knew that the the actors who were up for the Bennett sister roles like I think they were like definitely uh, in the mix a lot more intense like they there was a lot of mix and matching going on oh, amongst okay. those actors right. and then the Charlotte candidates we came in a little later and so mm-hmm. we were able to kind of swoop in and I think mostly interact with um, the Lizzie candidates mm-hmm. yeah so we definitely had that uh, round yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also uh, I read with 
um, I was I was able to be part of the audition process for uh, Maria when they cast right, Charlotte's yeah. sister. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was how how did you feel about that? That like sort of your character kind of got her own sister that's only really heard about in the novel, mm-hmm. but she kind of got her own vlog in yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was really fun. I was I mean, I I was when that spin-off happened, I was kind of uh hoping that it was be it would be Charlotte mm-hmm. who would have her own spin-off. Mm-hmm. So that idea was really fun for me, and then I realized it was gonna be more from Maria's point of view, which makes sense because I mean, on the one hand, you know, this was like a new chapter in Charlotte's life. And because her job kind of, you know, entailed uh, the whole like web internet Mm -hmm. world, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I guess it kind of makes sense for her to go out of her comfort zone and maybe like be the lead in her own show. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the creators decided, the writers decided that that kind of didn't really fit in with Charlotte's character, even at that point in her life. Mm-hmm. So let's switch it to Maria. And then allowing Maria to kind of be more of a driving force and bringing um, Charlotte and Lizzie back together as well. Right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of things in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries were experimental. Yeah. And yeah. some of it really took off. Yeah. And then there were other parts of it that were, oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that's that's kind of what's great about this platform where you can take chances like that. And mm-hmm. I don't, and you're not able to do things like that on in television. You know, there are so many much more hoops you'd have to jump through. Yeah. So the fact that they're like, let's just try it. And if it doesn't work, it's only like a couple of extra episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we just call it a day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, it, you know, it, it kudos to the team for like taking those chances and experimenting just mm-hmm. along the way. Right. Yeah. Was Lizzie Bennet Diaries your first venture into digital media? Or I know Hipsterhood was uh, something you produced as well. What was that kind of in the timeline? Right. So Hipsterhood came after Lizzie Bennet Diaries. So I would say Lizzie Bennet Diaries was definitely my my major foray into the world of YouTube and just the concept of fandom. Mm -hmm. Because prior to that, I was in um, a really fun web series, but it was only for three episodes. It was called Jeff and Ravi Fail History. Uh. And it was a partnership between USC Film School and Subway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was actually me and Brendan Bradley who oh. later appeared in the Frankenstein right. MD uh, show. So this was years ago. And that, I mean, that was my first, te- technically my first web series, but, you know, I went through like, an audition process like I would for, you know, television or, or like a student film or USC mm-hmm. student film, as it were, in this case. And um, it was really fun. It was like, you know, working on a on a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out really well, I thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was technically my first web series. But it wasn't until Lizzie Bennett Diaries where this was very much, you know, like coming from Hank Green, who is such a, a, a popular figure right. in YouTube, mm-hmm. on YouTube, um, yeah. in that <laughs> world, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, Lizzie Bennett Diaries is what introduced me to just that whole YouTube community and audience, mm-hmm. you know, something like VidCon and then and then later LeakyCon, just to, like, experience all these different communities and worlds. Like, that's all thanks to the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was like to film because mm-hmm. I believe you guys didn't it would be like 
only a few days out of the month that you need to be filming. So tell us about that versus after that, you would have to like clear your schedule to go to all of these fan conventions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As for the filming, yeah, we would just, um, we had these allotted shoot days and we would knock out like a bunch of episodes in one day. And I mean, that's really challenging too. Especially I think, you know, coming from a background where you like, you want to prepare and you want to be as prepared as possible as Mm -hmm. an actor and working on a project like this with a schedule that we had, you just didn't have the luxury of, of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you get the script in advance, but then also changes would be made. And because you're just trying to knock them out, like, all at once, you know, y- y- your brain capacity can only handle so much. So mm-hmm. it got to be very intense at times. It's just amazing to see, like, how Ashley would work in the room because she had the bulk of the work. Right. I mean, yeah. she had the bulk yeah. of the of the dialogues and the monologues and all of it. And then, you know, and then to see how it ended up uh, on, on screen, you're like, oh, wow, okay, we pulled it off. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for the, you know, the different events, and that's just a matter of just making time for mm-hmm. these, these dates that come up. And, I mean, it was just exciting at that mm-hmm. time, especially, like, our first FitCon, not really knowing what was going to happen or what mm-hmm. kind of response we would get and you know just even before our official panel like I remember just this impromptu like autograph signing line just forming Mm -hmm. um outside of the the main hall you know we were just the four of us girls were just kind of like wandering around just wanting wanting to check out the environment and then all of a sudden you know you like one person recognizes you and then a group starts (laughs) to form and Mm -hmm. then you start signing and then all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh this there's a there's an entire line right now that just started um and i think they had to add a special autograph signing session after our panel which wasn't planned in advance i don't think and yeah this is all things that happened once we got there and, you know, because the show was so popular at that time. Mm-hmm. And this was 2012 VidCon? I think so. Yeah. And, then, and VidCon itself is a very different environment for a lot of people, a yeah. lot of, like, YouTube community, because it's, like, this heightened fandom that exists right, there and people right. who are kind of crowding around you. But when you weren't filming, kind of the rest of your month, what were you doing? Were you still auditioning? Were you still Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it's not, it's really not gl- that glamorous, <laughs> like, the li- life of an actor, you right. know, most of our days, if we're lucky, is spent auditioning mm. or putting yourself out there, quote unquote, yeah. in, in whatever way that is, what whatever that means for you, whether you're creating your own projects or submitting yourself for auditions mm-hmm. or researching what other, what projects are out there that you could be submitted to or that you could go out for. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, because um, the shooting schedule was, you know, planned in advance, like here's the day of the month where you're going <laughs> to like do all the web episodes and we could spend the rest of the time, you know, auditioning, right. um, working, paying our bills. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> it's nice to do yeah. that. Um, do you think the Lizzie Bennett Diaries kind of like changed any direction of your career in any way? Like, have you gotten more into digital? Do people sort of more know you from this? Or I mean, I will say this is, and the Lizzie Bennett Diaries is definitely what people know me most from. I, I, you know, I, I haven't necessarily delved too much into the digital world since then. I mean, okay. I helped with Hipsterhood right. 
Um, but that's because I, I knew um, Shilpi Roy, mm-hmm. who is the creator, writer, director. Yes. And um, I was able to get Daniel Vincent Gord on board for season two of mm-hmm. that. And um, yeah, but other than that, not so much. And I feel like, um, I mean, the Elizabeth Bennett Diaries was such a great experience and such a great time in my life. But I think the overall arc of my career as an actor has just kind of slowly been chugging along. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even now, I still work primarily in television. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has been more uh, of a growth from, you know, previous television credits. So I'm building upon, you know, that part of my resume. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, when the Lizzie Bennett Diaries came out, the that world was still so new and different. So most of the casting directors that I was seeing and you know, auditioning for in the TV film world had never even heard of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Or, you know, there was still kind of a stigma against YouTube mm-hmm. um, and that whole digital world. And it's kind of astounding to see how much the landscape has changed now because now you have major TV film studios building entire projects around YouTube personalities right, or, going you know, to digital. or yeah. like so-called influencers. Right. Right. And I mean, that nest, that wasn't really the case. It was starting to go there. I think when we were doing the show, but yeah, it's a holder from ball game now. Do you ever get recognized by Lizzie Bennett diary fans? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wish I did more. I just, um, I don't know if it's because I don't know. I'm not in LA. Okay. Definitely at VidCon, probably. At VidCon, definitely. I remember being in Portland for our last LeakyCon, and we went to get waffles for breakfast. (laughs) And and then the young woman who, like, sat us, who was the hostess at this waffle place in Portland, recognized me. And then I remember someone in Santa Monica was. Not so much in LA, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. But I guess that's the thing with the internet. It's like... Yeah. I know there are people who, like, watch and love the show mm-hmm. and, you know, are excited, you know, who send me, like, lovely messages on, on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not so much in person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, like, that's why I went to VidCon in 2013. Uh-huh. And I saw all of you guys and got... Oh. I had the little... Because, you know, they had the little Lizzie Bennett Diaries notebooks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. went down the table and you guys... Oh, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you were at the one in 2012, weren't you? I, I was. I didn't get in the room, though. Yeah. Because oh, it was packed. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and so they had to close the room 30 minutes prior to the panel actually starting. Uh-huh. And so, so many of us rushed over there and it's like, oh, sorry, no. it's closed. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, um, I don't even care because yeah. I have this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> now we get to sit down and actually there, chat. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've done so many guest roles on like, so many TV shows. It's really incredible. Like you're, you're on you. so many shows. Um, and you have ventured into producing. Um, do you wish, do you want to continue producing? Do you have a preference of acting or producing? Yeah. Um, well, my producing, you know, is mostly in theater. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah, the other, you know, outside of theater, I think those were all just kind of like flukes or, you know, <laughs> helping out helping out friends or sure, colleagues, right, right? right? Which I am totally down to do, especially when they're like fellow female, you know, artists mm-hmm. and collaborators. Mm-hmm. The producing, the, the theater producing kind of came about by necessity because I, you know, Back in the day, I was like, I'm going to put on a show with my friends. Mm-hmm. And that could have gone horribly wrong, as it, <laughs> as it sometimes does. Right. 
But throughout that process, you know, I thought I could direct, actually. That was my initial objective. Yeah. And then I realized I'm not much of a director. (laughs) But I kind of enjoy the producing, as crazy and and as intense, as as challenging as producing is, because you do oversee everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you you have to, like, undertake all the details that goes into a project. And, um, yeah, just I've been fortunate enough to, like, find like-minded partners now. And through our theater collective, Artists at Play, we've been Mm -hmm. going for five, six years. And really creating um, a name for ourselves in the Los Angeles theater community, promoting works by Asian-American artists. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just had a great feature in the LA Times this past year. Mm -hmm. And our first, like, review, which was very, very um, positive and... Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a great year for us for artists at play. But aside from that, I guess that's kind of the one outlet where I I I pour my um, passion for the arts into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's important for actors to have something else that they're passionate about. So then you're not just waiting by the phone and wallowing mm-hmm. when yeah, you right. when you have those dry spells. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my focus is still very much to to be an actor and to continue working mm-hmm. as an actor for for as long as I can. Sure. Awesome. Why don't we just like talk about you now? Uh, <laughs> us, why don't you tell us a little bit more about artists at play? Because that's a really I think that the Los Angeles theater community is something that should be more prominent. Yeah, but we're just known as yeah. like, the movie and the TV play. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, that's I mean that's part of the battle, like fighting the the prejudices <laughs> and you know the assumptions people have about LA theater, mm-hmm. right? Um, that it even exists. That it even exists. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever LA theater does exist probably sucks. Mm. <laughs> I feel like that's people's, you know, usual assumption. Right. And I don't blame them because there's a lot of bad theater out there. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, you know, like someplace, you know, like in New York, I remember talking to a friend um, who's an actor out there. It's like there's also plenty of bad theater in New York. <laughs> it's just that, uh-huh. you know, comparatively, there's just so much more theater happening there. Mm-hmm. You know, here in L.A., it's usually you go see your friend who's, like, doing a play <laughs> while they're in between games. Um, I, I totally get it. But, you know, with artists at play, we really believe in, in putting up quality productions and, you know, sharing stories and plays that we really believe in and think um, are worth presenting to our local audiences. Mm-hmm. So, um all of our main stage productions have been either LA premieres. We started out producing Los Angeles premieres of plays published, oh. published plays by Asian American playwrights. Okay. You know, plays that have been done elsewhere in the country, just for whatever reason, not in LA. Hmm. Um, and there isn't, you know, aside from East West Players, which is the nation's kind of largest Asian American theater company. There aren't too many other organizations that focus on Asian American works, but also just works by, um, you know, writers of color, I think mm-hmm. is important to promote right. and, and continue to foster. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the niche that Artists at Play has um, taken on for ourselves. And this past year, we just did our first world premiere production right, of a yeah. play by Carla Ching, who is a mm-hmm. fantastic writer. She she was on Fear the Walking Dead as a staff writer, and oh, now okay. she's on um, I Love Dick, the new show oh, by yes. um, Jill Soloway, yes. yeah, 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 Transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's she's a fantastic talent, and we were just so honored to like be able to share her work with Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're 
we call ourselves curators of okay. theater. That's nice. And, yeah. you know, um, kind of not necessarily discovering because, you know, this work has been out there, mm-hmm. but finding ways to bring them to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, over the years, we've also tried to help foster and develop uh, the works of other writers who also should be, you know, prominently, I think, um, recognized, but, you know, aren't yet. Right. Yeah. Have you ventured into writing at all, or would you like to? You know, it's funny, um, because there's the uh, there's the writer named Julia Cho. Right, yes. We <laughs> figured that out. It was <laughs> amazing. Right, like, we yes. actually, Artists at Play actually produced her play 99 Histories oh, a few years ago. Right. Um, her work is amazing, and I feel like... I don't know. I feel like there's probably, like, a fear of venturing into writing because, like, I wouldn't dare, like, try to be compared to her in any in uh, any more than we already are yeah, because sure. I know people get confused a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's I, – I actually run uh, – I help facilitate a, a writing group for women of color. Awesome. So um, – I, I do that. I've been doing that for years now. Um, it just was a casual thing. And um, I'm only realizing recently how it's, it's actually, actually been going on for a long time. Wow. And a lot of great projects have come from that. Like Hipsterhood actually was partly developed oh, through right. um, the group that I... Uh, it's called the Garden Club. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. um, and just to see like various other projects come through this this little group that I helped organize... Um, but yeah, I feel like my strengths are more in, you know, editing and providing feedback. And I guess um, that's where my producer self kind of comes mm-hmm. in. So not yeah. so much writing and creating my own work, but being able to kind of sure. assist and foster other people. Right. And that's like a valuable skill that I feel like people, I mean, because you hear all the time, what's a producer do? Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't have a conversation with my dad about like, what does he do? What did that person do? I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, I, I totally get that. You know, you tell people you're a producer and, you know, specifically a theater producer and you just kind of get like a blank stare. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, you know, there's the produ- there's the, the type of producer who can just like give you money. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily that, oh, yeah. but, you know, the producer who can advocate for a project and find the ways in which to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and for a play specifically, it's selecting the material and um, finding the director, um, finding, helping cast the show, um, assembling your team of designers. So finding the right personnel to to work on this particular project, you know, mm-hmm. securing the venue, securing mm-hmm. securing the funds yes. in whatever way possible, mm-hmm. and you know the marketing, the advertising. I remember being in a show. I mean, just as an actor before I ventured into producing, and you know when you like when the postcards arrive and it's like, hey, we have postcards for the show, so you should like hand them out and tell your friends. And just when I was an actor, just. Oh, these disappear magically. <laughs> like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Postcards are here now, mm-hmm. you know. And then as a producer, it's like, oh, no, that doesn't happen just by magic. <laughs> like, there's a whole, like, there's a graphic designer who needs to be secured. And, you know, there are different drafts of the images <laughs> that need to be approved. And um, the text needs to be reviewed so there are no typos. Right. And, you know, everything is... 
um, according to like specific rules and guidelines, and then you have to go print them right. and then pick them up. And there's a whole <laughs> process, and it's like, you know, as a producer, I'm so I'm I, I feel really thankful that I have that perspective now, so I don't take anything mm-hmm. for granted as an actor. Mm-hmm. I know there's so much work that happens behind the scenes. And what I do on stage or in front of a camera is really just one minor element of mm. a much larger process. Mm-hmm. My thing with watching any movie, TV, or anything, mm-hmm. like, I feel like people really obsess about the actors because that's really all that you see. Right. But what's also amazing is everything that you don't see, oh, everything that you don't definitely. notice. And that's, yeah. like, where a really good crew comes in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And like Lizzie Bennett itself had a very small crew compared to TV now Mm -hmm. have a very different experience. What is the contrast in the experience between digital and traditional TV that you've been more focused on now? Oh, God, I mean, there are countless uh, differences. You know, I think there's something about the Lizzie Bennett diaries. You know, what's great is how people assumed, and even now I think maybe new viewers think it's actually someone's video blog, yes, right? It's yeah. like, oh, this girl vlogging. <laughs> and I think it's to the credit of the creators, you know, that fine balance of making it look real, like this is a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still like a finesse to it. And I think, you know, I think the Lizzie Bennett Diaries just found a really great marriage of the two. So you have that DIY aspect of it where mm-hmm. you have this these people who seem very relatable and they have their kind of unique respective relationships to being on camera but then you know in terms of like the performances in the, the production design mm-hmm. the the dialogue you know there was like a finesse to it there was yeah. something that had just like you know that just just touch of professionalism right. mm-hmm. that helped elevate the project um, and it's amazing how it was such a small crew, such a, such a small team in a small room <laughs> that made this happen. Yeah. So there's something about that, I think it's similar to theater, and you don't necessarily find that in TV film all the time, and not to say it never happens, but the sense of like communal kind of partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're in it together. Mm-hmm. And um, with TV film, because there are so many people, and everyone's kind of doing their own jobs. And that's the thing. You just trust that if everyone is doing their jobs well, right. that it's all going to come together, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I don't know if you're all on the same page necessarily mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. different people are being communicated to only by specific folks. Right? There's a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely there's a, a hierarchy. Command. You know, like I... I it's not up to me to like give a note to the DP (laughs) or the boom guy, you know, like that's, I'm not in a position to like address them directly. So I need to trust that the director is, is um, handling all the personnel Mm -hmm. uh, on his or her team. But what's interesting with, television too like sometimes the director can be just a day player like me right um and it's the producers or even the writers or the showrunner who really calls the shots Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like you know i i I pop up in these various tv shows and each tv show kind of has its own universe Mm -hmm. and you know you just need to kind of assess like who's who how does (laughs) this particular universe work and function and how do i fit in but yeah, when you're working like on a play or even something like the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, where it is 
a, a continued experience over um, a pretty lengthy amount of time, then you know you're all familiar. You kind of know how things operate, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's a sense of like familiarity and comfort as you keep chugging along. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Silicon Valley fan. Uh- <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, it's Julia. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that was a fun show. That's, I mean, it's always a treat when you get when I when I get to work on a show that I'm actually a fan of, oh, and yeah. that was one of those experiences for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we want to like jump Good. into fan questions? I think so, yeah. Uh, Emily wants to know: Did you audition for any other characters in Lizzie Bennet? And if you could play any other character, male or female, who would it be? So that's two different questions. <laughs> yes. So I was specifically, I can't remember if I was submitted for or I was requested to audition for Charlotte, but that mm-hmm. was the main character I went in for. I would have loved to have auditioned for Lizzie, actually, but mm-hmm. I think every, I don't know, I feel like <laughs> most girls would want to play Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie um, Bennett Diary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like there was something about, and again, I'm sure a lot of us felt this way even reading the novel, right? Mm-hmm. Like Lizzie is that like ultimate protagonist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would have loved to have played Lizzie. Mm. You would have made a great Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha asks, what was one of your favorite Lizzie Bennet Diaries episodes to film? Mm. The Friends Forever one was just like a really just a memorable one because mm-hmm. it was it was such a crucial point in in the show and in um, Lizzie and Charlotte's relationship. And we knew it was coming. We just didn't know how it was going to be tackled. Mm-hmm. That was the big fight? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what um, right, we're like going through right now. We just finished talking about episodes 20 and 21. We're already right, starting yeah. to see Charlotte kind of right, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. And the seeds that are sort of planted. Exactly. Of like what's going to tear them apart. Exactly. Yeah. Like um, different things. What? <laughs> yes. Right, and I, I, but I, I don't know if we all knew how emotional it was going to get, and I uh. think in the context of the show, because it was pretty like light and fluffy, mm-hmm. like not to dismiss the show, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. There was something just like fun about it yeah. and kind of light up until that point in the series, and I, I liked that they weren't afraid to kind of go there and be like, hey, we can delve into some heavy stuff too. This mm-hmm. isn't just like another like frothy little YouTube show. Because mm-hmm. um, if we're going to be honest about who these characters are, then this is something that they would actually experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you have this kind of, you know, you have the idea that it's still on camera and trying to make that believable and natural. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But, I mean, it was, I love that we got to go there with these characters. And I love that, you know, Ashley and I had an opportunity to stretch ourselves as actors. Um, Because it's like, how many more episodes, could this whole show have been just episodes of people, like, chatting, you know, on camera? And we had to, like, break that up here and there. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that the series did that. Yeah, it was just it was it was unexpected, but it was really great that that we were able to have that chance to to showcase a little bit of like what we were capable of as performers, but to also really show this fracture in this friendship in this friendship. Mm-hmm. 
I know one of the things that the fans really loved about the show is that you guys all looked like you were really friends in real uh, life. <laughs> acting. Was that like a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I was going to ask, is that true? Do you still keep in touch with anyone? Yeah. Um, I was actually hoping to see Ashley at a, a holiday party, but um, I ended up getting sick, and then mm. I had an early morning the next day. But, um, well, I will say, though, I mean, some of that did have to be, some of that was just acting in the beginning because we right. didn't know each other. Yeah. So I think it's to our credit as performers <laughs> that it was yes. it had to be believable, and I I I I'd like to believe it was believable mm-hmm. from the beginning, and then just kind of being through going through the trenches together. You know, the mm-hmm. friendships, the relationships, actually were fostered naturally as we worked together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the very beginning, it, it, it did have to just require, like, just acting. We just mm-hmm. had to, like, just be these people right. and just, you know, hope that it we pulled it off. And um, I remember my first episode with Laura when we did the costume theater as Darcy and um, Caroline. Caroline. Yeah. And, you know... I, I already knew that Laura was a very sweet... I, I already got the sense she was a very sweet, lovely person, but we didn't really know each other very well at that point. And even leading up to, you know, waiting for that scene to come up, that episode to come up, you know, she was kind enough to offer to, like, run lines together. Mm. Um, and then when we did it, we just had to do it, you mm. know, without necessarily having that real-life rapport mm-hmm. that we were able to develop after the fact. Mm. And even I know what's what's so funny to me about that episode too is like I, Jessica hadn't even been cast. Jessica Andrus had not been right. cast as Caroline, so yes. we didn't even have a real Caroline mm-hmm. for me to impersonate. Yeah, Jessica or Daniel. Right. So yeah. Caroline 1.0. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like Laura and I are just kind of making it up, because mm-hmm. uh, making up what we envision these characters to be, even though these real-life actors have not been cast in the roles yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I look back and I kind of wish I had known that we were going to have Jessica because <laughs> I would have played that episode differently. Oh. But, like, what can you do? You know, yeah, like, like your valley you girl just have, to, you just have yeah. to, like, work with what you got. Yeah. Um, did you know her beforehand? And I did life? not. I okay. met... Um, Jessica through the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, mm. but you know, since then, I was able to uh, cast her in an artist at play show. Right, yeah. So last year, we did a production. Of, we did our first West Coast premiere of a play called In Love and Warcraft, mm. and I was able to get Jessica into audition, and she was fantastic. And I mean, since then, I've been able to wrangle her in for a couple more, mm. you know, readings and. Yeah, no, she's she's lovely. So she's definitely someone I'm so glad that I got to meet through this process. She's very uncaroline like. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's just like a ball of sweetness. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's so funny. <laughs> like you only like see the Lizzie Bennet diaries, and you're all so good at your jobs. You have to like love or hate certain people. Yes, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's I, I mean, she was so great as Caroline, you know. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think you know these these actors, you know, these weren't actual just. Yeah, these are like trained professionals, you know what I mean? Like Jessica's gone through NYU. So, I mean, the fact that she was able to make this uh, characterization so like effortlessly, right? And and then and then being so the opposite in real Mm -hmm. life. I mean, that's that's to her credit as a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What other fan questions Uh, do we have? Sophia. (laughs) Sophia asks, do you think that Charlotte was gay? And that's why she didn't believe in romance. I saw that question earlier, and I was like, huh. 
Sort of like two separate questions. (laughs) Right. And I think that's a good point because I don't think being gay and being a romantic are are mutually exclusive. So Charlotte being gay never really like crossed my mind, but I did notice that um, like viewers were starting to bring it up because I can see how she comes across as asexual or maybe ambiguous only because she doesn't talk about boys or men in her life like Mm -hmm. some of the other female characters on the show. But I think her priorities were different. I don't know if it's fair to say that she just didn't believe in romance or if she just didn't allow herself to believe in romance Mm -hmm. at at that point in her life. Right, because Mm -hmm. a lot of sort of where we are talking about the show right now is we just learned that like her aunt got sick and she needs Mm -hmm. to start pitching in at home and she's starting Mm -hmm. thinking like grad Mm -hmm. school is like this long ways, but I need a job now. Right. So like a lot of that is on her mind. And actually I believe, because I also read the Elizabeth Bennet Diary book Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I do think that like um, Lizzie at one point realized, oh, Charlotte's just the kind of person who doesn't share everything right Right. away. And she talked about like when she got her first kiss with a guy like, yeah. she didn't share it right away, and Lizzie was really hurt that that didn't yeah. happen, but, like, yeah. she shouldn't have been because she just wanted to keep it her business. Right. As opposed to someone like Lizzie, who is yeah. so open mm-hmm. about right. what she's going through right. and yes. how she feels at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's I mean that's the kind of person that Charlotte is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are serious things that are happening in her life, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, in the web series anyway, it'll just be, like, a brief mention here, or just, like... Right. And then she's usually the one to kind of, like, brush it off. Yeah. And were it a different show, then maybe we could have delved into that more. But then also Charlotte's not that the kind of person who would want to divulge all that. Sure. And given she's the one editing these vlogs right. for Lizzie, yes. she could easily cut out anything that delves maybe too much into her own right, personal life. Right, right. So she's kind of also guiding the narrative and keeping it focused on Lizzie. Definitely, <laughs> so definitely. Like, I mean, not to say that, you know, the friends couldn't have had these chats. They couldn't have chatted about it, like off camera right right? because they are still best friends but you know Charlotte didn't necessarily want to put her business out there um, especially in the context of you know the Lizzie Bennet diaries Um, so I'd like to believe that you know once Charlotte you know was settled into like Collins and Collins Mm -hmm. and got her like professional Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. on track and she was able to feel like more at ease with, you know, the work part of her life, then I'd love, I'd I'd like to believe that she was then able to focus more on the personal side of things. Like she just checks off the list. I've got the degree and the job. Right, right. I mean, that's a big load off my mind. That's a big burden that, you know, I've been able to take care of. So like now let's like have a little fun. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I can see Charlotte as being like that. Yeah. April wants to know, Julia, I loved you in two, uh, the two kids that blow shit up. Any upcoming theater projects, or are you focusing on TV movies? Also, got any rod- writing projects in the works? <laughs> um... So I should I should uh, confirm again I'm not the writer Julia yeah. Jones, <laughs> yes. but I remember April. April was very sweet. Being a fan of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, she came to see uh, the last, the most recent uh, main stage production oh, okay. that Arm did yeah. called "The Two Kids That Blow Shit Up." <laughs> yeah, no, that was a fantastic play to be in because it was a two hander. So it was just me and one other actor, mm-hmm. and I never done anything like that before. And to have that opportunity was really fantastic. And I don't, you know, if it wasn't for this particular piece of theater, I don't know if I would get a chance like that ever again, Mm -hmm. or if ever. As for Artists at Play, we are still mapping out our next season. Okay. So um, I will 
always, I mean, I will definitely be involved behind mm-hmm. the scenes as a producer. Um, as for whether I'll be performing, we shall see. Based on okay. what the shows are, mm-hmm. um, what the casts will look like, and, and my own schedule. I will say that on February 4th, what the, what the producers like to do now, it's this is our third time doing something like this. It's called um, Artists at Play. At play. Oh, and it's when, no. the, it's when the producers decide uh, we kind of put ourselves on stage it's, I mean, it's not that much of a stretch for me being an actor, but it, we're essentially being ourselves and kind mm-hmm. of allowing ourselves to be vulnerable hmm. and sharing a little bit of who we are um, for our audience. And it's been a fun way to kick off our season and announce the shows that we have planned for the coming year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a, there are ample opportunities for us to like embarrass ourselves sure, and yeah. share some secrets. Mm-hmm. Like how vulnerable does it get? Um, I, I will say in the first show, uh, a pregnancy was revealed. Wow. Okay. In the second show... <laughs> A uh, fellow producer chopped off her hair for money wow. <laughs> on stage. Oh my gosh, there's like not enough money in the world for me. <laughs> yeah. She looks fantastic. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, those are the extremes. Sure. But then, you know, uh, interspersed are pieces about who we are, what we do, our families. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a fun night. So that'll, I'll definitely be a part of that. And, um, yeah, we usually have uh, readings in the spring. We have Mm -hmm. uh, a fancier event in the summer. So this past summer we had a special reading with John Cho, um, which which went really well. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and then the fall main stage production. Mm. And, yeah, that'll be our season. Yeah. But, yeah, as for me as an actor, I am still focused on TV. And, um, yeah, I'll actually be recurring on This Is Us. It's a really, it's a really teeny tiny part. Uh, <laughs> are, you all, are you all caught up? You're right. Uh, okay, right. you can't see Yolanda's face. <laughs> no, no, it's, her it's, eyes it's, just it's, lit up. It's an incredible it's, show. I love it. It's, it's like great. it. I fight it. I fight the tears. Oh my gosh! And they yes. get me every time. Yeah. And I like, I get upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like they know. They know exactly how to they, tug at yes, your heartstrings. They do. It's um, awful. But <laughs> that's the thing. It's awful what they do to you. Yeah. But it's it's such a great show. Mm. Um, I'm in love with it, and mm. I'm so glad to be a part of it. I, I play a teeny tiny part. Um, you'll probably. I mean, for those who are all caught up and even saw the Thanksgiving episode, you may okay. have you may have missed me. It's, oh. It was very easy to miss me. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be back for at least one episode, one more episode, and possibly two. Um, we'll keep our eyes out. Well, for please you. keep your eyes open <laughs> yes. because in all those episodes, I'm pretty sure it's like like blink and you'll miss oh. me, <laughs> which is fine. I'm not complaining, but um, yeah, if you're if you're excited about finding me, it's it's gonna be a little hard. Like, <laughs> where's Julia? Yeah, exactly. You might have to rewind okay. actually to catch me, but um, no, that's that was a real treat to work on that show. So. Mm. I'll be back for, I think, a third episode in January. Um, And then I'll also be in a new show on BET called Rebel. I'll be playing... um, So Rebel is a a police drama Mm. with a black female uh, cop as a protagonist. Hmm. And um, I'll be playing uh, a doctor slash friend 
who, um, you know, is there by her side when she gets mm-hmm. into scrapes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that I just filmed uh, an episode of that, and I'm I'll be filming a second episode. So great, that'll be fun. I I think this is my first time playing a doctor too. Oh, so. it's very exciting. I know I'm like moving up in the <laughs> yeah. professional world as far as my acting roles <laughs> yeah. are concerned. Right, because yeah. you do sort of play like a lot of employees. I do. That's so been my just, bread and butter. You yeah. like keep getting promoted. <laughs> yeah, I was like a nurse back in the day, with <laughs> okay. and now it's like, hey, I'm a doctor now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, we're very happy for you and can't wait to keep an eye out. Thanks. All right. Um, uh, Where can people find you on social media? Or do you have anything that you would like to plug? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, artists at play, I'm always, you know, talking up. I'm I'm so proud of the group and what Mm -hmm. we've been able to accomplish. Um, You can find me at ThatJuliaCho on Twitter. And, Not just um, that, that, Julia. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I also have an actor page on Facebook, and that's usually where I'll post updates about like you know, what I'm up to and various TV gigs and, and appearances. Very wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank it's been you. such a pleasure yes. having you yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. All right, thank sure. you. Sure.